Welcome to the Speak Like a Leader podcast with John Bates. Today, I have one of my favorite people on earth, and I think she will soon be one of your favorite people on earth as well. Her name is Dr. Sabrina Starling. And uh, one of the things that she says that I just love is that work supports life, not the other way around. And uh, so, uh, Dr. Sabrina, I'll let you tell people a little bit more about what you do. And I think that, you know, tapthepotential.com is probably the best place to find you. Yeah. And is there a particular social media outlet that you favor that we could tell people about right now? We really favor our Facebook, the Tap the Potential Facebook page. So that's probably facebook.com forward slash tap the potential. Exactly. And that's what we're going to talk about today is tapping your potential. So Dr. Sabrina, why don't you tell people a little bit about your angle and where you're coming from and, and all that. And then let's, let's talk about leadership and communication and that kind of stuff. Absolutely. It all rolls together here in such a powerful way. So I work with business owners, small business owners, entrepreneurs, the, most of them have established businesses and they have team members, but for whatever reason, it still feels like everything depends on them. They're carrying a lot of weight on their shoulders. So one of the things I've been studying in the last year is entrepreneurial burnout. And apparently the majority of entrepreneurs are walking around in a state of burnout. That's my um, take because we've been doing an entrepreneurial burnout assessment and I'm trying to get as many entrepreneurs as possible to take this assessment because I really want to just get a baseline on where entrepreneurs are functioning. So I'm just going to shout that out right yeah, now. Yeah. For your audience, I would it would be so helpful for me in our research that we're doing on entrepreneurs and burnout. If you would take this assessment, it'll take you about 20 minutes minutes. And you will have the opportunity to have a debriefing session with a member of our team who will go through. And what we're looking at is the um, state of your business and how well your business is supporting your life. So if you have fewer symptoms of burnout, then your business is stronger and it is supporting your life more effectively. And it's probably also more effectively supporting the lives of your team members. When you don't have certain things in place in your business, you have a stronger impact on the entrepreneur and negative impact where the entrepreneur feels those symptoms of burnout and team members too. And, and so that's what we are trying to assess is what are those critical pieces to have in place in the business that allow for an entrepreneur to have a high, high quality of life. So a little bit about, about my background and where I come from. Let me say one quick thing about that. Before I want to hear what you're going to say, but just for people who are listening, if you take the 20 minutes to do that and you do that, uh, that uh, assessment, that, that debrief, mm -hmm. even if you never, ever talk to Dr. Sabrina again, you will get tons of value out of that because I know Dr. Sabrina and I know how her team works and I know what she brings to people that would be worth doing. And if you're suffering from a lot of burnout, you may end up wanting to work with Dr. Sabrina, but even if you just fill out the, the survey and do the debrief, you will get tons of value. Well, and not only that, we are doing something right now where our mutual friend, Mike McCallowitz has. Yes. Shout out. He's a, Pod he's been on the podcast, so he yeah. was actually the first podcast guest. So 
Mike is awesome. Um, he's written his latest book, Fix This Next. At Tap the Potential, we are founding fixers. We're featured in the book. Um, John has been at our retreats that I've done with Mike, and Fabulous. we have piloted the Fix This Next assessment. Um, and so those of you who take our entrepreneurial burnout assessment and do a debrief with our success team lead will get a copy of Fix This Next, either for yourself or you can give it away to someone else. But using the Fix This Next methodology is also very helpful in setting your business up so that you do not have entrepreneurial burnout. Yes, John. I've got my Fix This Next right here in my hand on my desk. Yeah. So let me let me give the link for you for those of you to take that assessment. It is tapthepotential.com forward slash assessment. Okay, so I want to share why this is so important to me. I'm I'm the business psychologist. I have been working with entrepreneurs and small business owners going on 15 years now. And I trans transformed my career path as a licensed psychologist doing community mental health. Um, 15, 16 years ago, and I started doing life coaching. And I had a lot of business owners reaching out to me for life coaching. And back then, the buzzword was work-life balance. They were struggling <laughs> with work-life balance. Yep. And I dug into it. And at first, I was coming at it from the angle of, these guys must be workaholics. They must enjoy their work. They must like it better than their families and their kids. They just, and I need to help them see the value in spending time with their family and kids and help them figure out that vacation is good and, and all of that. That was the complete wrong angle to come at things from. Everybody <laughs> wants more time with their family. Everybody would like to take a vacation. What was going on in these businesses is a pretty common phenomenon, and that is it is very hard to find good team members. And so these business owners were feeling like they had to be very much involved in the day to day of their business and carry cell phones around and be constantly available, working 24 seven almost um, because they felt like they didn't have good team members. And so I had a lot of people asking me, can you use your skills as a psychologist to help us make our team members more motivated, more reliable, turn them into A players? You know, if, if all I can get is warm bodies, can you as a psychologist somehow work your psychology magic and make them A players? Well, we tried that and guess what? That doesn't work. <laughs> that uh, we, would be nice. <laughs> would be nice, but all the great coaching skills in the world does not turn somebody who is not particularly um, motivated into a highly motivated person. And so what I started looking at is how do I help business owners find A players? And I was in a very rural area. I was in Wyoming at the time, and there's more antelope than people. So <laughs> These business owners who have growing businesses in a rural area were really struggling because their business was capped based on their ability to find team members. And that's how I came to write my first book in the How to Hire the Best series. And it was the How to Hire the Best, the, Entre the Rural Business Owner's Ultimate Guide to Attracting Top Performing Team Members. And I wrote that by talking to business owners who had A players on their team. And I asked them, what did you do to attract these A players? It was very hard to write that book because I could find very few business owners who would even talk to me because they all said, I have no idea. And Dr. <laughs> Sabrina, if you find the answers, would you please come back and tell me? 
And so I, I just took it from the angle of if you have one or two A players on your team, I want to talk to you. I want to hear your story of how they came to work for you. And as I started piecing those stories together, I started seeing trends in their actions and I saw commonalities and I realized they were using intentional networking unintentionally um, to attract those A players. And I started to see that there's a system in all of that. And that if we could replicate that system intentionally in a business, that business could then have an A player attraction system. And so that's what I have developed as I've written the How to Hire the Best series, because as that rural book, that book for rural business owners came out, I started getting calls from business owners all over the country saying, you know, I'm in New York, I'm in San Francisco, we have a huge population here, and I still can't find A players. Do you think what you've written would help me? And I said, you know, I have no idea, but let's see. Let's try it. Yeah. And, and sure enough, it has. And so that has led to the How to Hire the Best Contractors Edition because the construction industry has major hiring challenges. So I wrote that book last year. This year, what's coming out September 15th, is How to Hire the Best, The Entrepreneur's Ultimate Guide to Attracting Top Performing Team Members. So this I consider to be the pinnacle of my work for helping business owners with hiring. And the reason I am so excited about business owners being able to hire A players is because it positions you as a business owner to then be able to work on the systems in your business and set that business up so that it can run without your constant involvement. And so that is what we help our clients with in our Better Business, Better Life program. We are helping business owners have more money in their bank account than they've ever had before and more time to and freedom to do the things that matter most in life so that the business does not run your life anymore. We're all about helping our clients take their lives back. And I know, John, you have a very powerful story of the, the health, the toll, that <laughs> you being in a startup and you pouring all your all your life energy into what you were doing, how that has impacted you chronically for the rest of your life. You are in a situation where you have to monitor your health and give it extra attention because that business took over your life. Yeah. I mean, I purposefully threw my life even my soul into that business. And, uh, you know, I, on some level, I appreciate my commitment and I acknowledge that, you know, that's, there's an upside to that, but the, the thing that it took me a little distance and maturity to realize is that if I'm really committed to success versus just looking good about how committed I am, then I need to take time off and I need to sleep enough so I can make good decisions and I don't burn out and I don't die before I get to the finish line or whatever, you know? And, uh, and one of the things, so two things, uh, remember where you were going with this, but, but I, I want to toss a couple things in and get your, your thoughts on it. The first one is, uh, I, you know, you've got to focus on entrepreneurs and small business, but I always think about your stuff in context of my larger corporate clients. And I think that, that your ideas on how to hire the best and have a players, those would be equally useful to someone in a corporate environment who's got a team that they're building or that they're, you know, working with and on. And, uh, and your ideas about work supporting life. I think could make them more effective 
in a corporate environment as well. I mean, I, would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. As a psychologist, what is intriguing to me is our dominant discourse in this country about to be successful in my career or in my business. I need to work. I need to be the one who shows up earliest and leaves latest. Right. All the research shows that we are not at our best. We, are, we don't do our peak performance <laughs> the longer we work. In yep. fact, it's just the opposite. The less we work, the more effective we are. And so I have built my business over 15 years working 25 to 30 hours a week, most weeks. There have been weeks where I've grounded out and I've, you know, 50, 60, 70 hours. Sure. Very few and far between, though. That's not the standard. Yeah. And in a corporate environment, we want team members to be working effectively, not overworking. And now that we are going to, so many of us are in these virtual work environments, people are working from home. And at first, we were getting a lot of questions about how do I know if my team members are actually working? You know, that I, they're not in the office with me. I can't look across the cubicle and, and see. Right they're working. So how do I know? And so we know that results oriented work environments are the most effective work environments. People are more engaged in that type of environment if they know exactly the results that are needed from them. And so us being able to shift from if you can't get anything done in a given day or a given week, here is the most critical thing for you to do. Here's the result I'm looking for. And here's the level that I'm looking for it from you. Having that clarified, which we teach that in How to Hire the Best is, yeah. and you want to hire somebody who has the strengths to deliver that result consistently well day in and day out. And so what that looks like is intentionally hiring someone from their strengths so they can deliver a particular result. And yeah. that's not about how many hours are they putting in? Because if you're if you have someone working from their strengths, if you have an A player working from their strengths, we know that A players will tend to be 900 to 1200% more productive than a warm body doing the same job who's working 90 hours a week to do that yeah. job. Yeah. A yep. player working from their strengths may work 25 hours a week and blow way past what somebody who is a warm body who's putting in 90 hours a week in terms of the results they're able to deliver. And that is the mindset that we need to shift and operate from in the United States and internationally as well. But in the United States, we are so ingrained that it's it's about the time we're sitting in front of our computer. That's how much, you know, we're working hard. And that's just completely, it's completely wrong. The other side of that is when we completely unplug, if we cut off our phones in the evenings, we're not responding to texts, we're not checking emails. The, the worst thing, and I used to do this, I would wake up in the morning, I would grab my phone, I would roll over, I would look at my email. <laughs> uh -huh. Like while I'm laying in bed, that is jacked up. What yeah. the heck? Okay. Yeah. That, I don't do that anymore. I get up. Yeah, you need to get that transmitter away from your head and out of your bedroom. I absolutely. Think. Yeah. Absolutely. We don't need to be that connected. We need to unplug totally, be with our loved ones. I get up in the morning, I go for walks, I stretch, I meditate, I journal, I read, I, I knit. And, and I am not checking my Slack, my email. I, I'm staying away from social media, staying away from the news first thing in the morning. Yeah. We have to protect our headspace so that when we show up and we're present, 
we are fully present. That is a very different type of team member, a much more effective team member than someone who is constantly available. And if you send them a Slack message on Sunday at two, they're responding by 2.15 on Sunday afternoon. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just couldn't agree more. And I think it, it is a very, it is a difficult mindset shift. Like, it, I mean, it's not difficult. Like when, once you get it, it happens in instantaneously, I think, but the, it, it is certainly in the face of what we see out there. Yeah. It is the opposite, <laughs> you know, like pe- people that whole looking good, showing up, responding 10 minutes later on Sunday, you know, like yeah. that, that stuff, it really, it, it, is, it creates a really difficult environment. And I, and I think you're right. Sometimes you got to do it, but it should be by far the exception. And, and, you know, there were studies, you've probably seen them, people who work more than about 38 or 40 hours, most of the time they spend after 40 hours is fixing problems they caused because they worked more than 38 or 40 hours. Absolutely. That's not a great use of time. <laughs> no. And so if we just apply the 80-20 principle to our work week, 20% of the effort that we put out is responsible for 80% of our result. So if we are highly focused on our most valuable activities and we get those done, then we don't have to be working hours and hours and hours. And I really believe we have a very male centric model of work um, that we've all bought into that just grind it out and work harder is, is the way to be. You've been at our breakthroughs on the Bayou retreats, uh, John, and we do the no cell phone challenge where our participants coming in in the morning will drop their cell phone into a basket. It is whisked away to an undisclosed location and we return it to them in the evening. And for many people, that is the very first time since the cell phone was invented. <laughs> they have been away from their phone for eight hours. Yeah, it's so and, amazing. It's so amazing. And and they kind of they they go through withdrawals. People, you know, actually physically shake. Like, and we see people putting their hands, you know, on their pocket. Like, oh, I've yeah, my phone. Yeah, yeah. And and but at the same time. After a couple of days of that, we hear people say, I was so relaxed. It felt so good. Yeah. yeah. And, and to just have that opportunity to be connected with the people with us. There are studies that show when you go out to eat and cell phones are present on the table, it lowers the quality of the conversation. It lowers <laughs> the depth of the conversation because people feel like you're distracted. They will not open up and relate. Yeah, yeah. In the same way as if the cell phones are off the table and put away. That's really, that's, that's great. Well, and that goes to kind of the heart of what we talk about here, which is communication. Yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, I, I wonder about some of your perspectives in all of this around leadership and communication and what you see from your unique perspective in, in terms of all that stuff with the people that you work with and you know how how setting things up and hiring the best can affect that and you know so yeah so mind for you i i believe that full presence and listening is the greatest gift that we can give to another human being there's no better way to be an effective leader 
than to be fully present with the people in front of you and to listen and hear them and to acknowledge that you have heard them. And so in order for us to be fully present, we have to do that work on ourselves first. We have to learn how to be present in the moment to quiet our monkey mind. I know you talk about monkey mind. I learned about the monkey mind from you. I used to call it gremlins. I like the monkey (laughs) much better. And you talk about strapping your monkey in the back seat. We have to be able to do that so that we can put our ego aside, our own insecurities, and we need to be able to listen to the people in front of us. So I work with a lot of small business owners who are trying to grow their team. And guess what the number one complaint from team members is about working in a small business? Tell me. Lack of communication. Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Success, John. Lack yeah. of communication. And so... What that means is really interesting because in a small business environment, those business owners say, I see my team day in and day out. We talk all the time. Um, No, you don't. You're (laughs) a very distracted form of communication. You're talking in passing. Yeah. John's holding up his, you know, like on the phone. It is not a focused conversation. And so one of the simplest things that we see that has the greatest impact on a team working more effectively is the implementation of one-to-one meetings. I call them the short and sweet weekly one-to-one with your team members. That means they have a dedicated time on your calendar for about 20 or 30 minutes every week. They know in that time you are there to listen to them. There is no phone in your reach. Your messages are turned off on your computer and the notifications are turned off and you are fully present and you are listening to them. They are responsible for creating the agenda for that meeting. They bring forth their needs and their concerns and you are there to support them. And the the key questions are what support do you need from me? How can I set you up for success in your role? What needs, what is going on in your world this week that I can help you with so that you can do your job more effectively and feel good about what you're doing? One of the other things that we do in those meetings is to, on the Tap the Potential team, I ask on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being that you worked from your strengths this week and you felt totally aligned and one being you felt like you were completely out of your strengths this week, where are you? And I like to ask that question because I know that people are happiest, they're most engaged and they're most productive when they're working from strengths. So I want to course correct things for people immediately when we see that, you know, they're giving a five or a four and saying, no, I don't really feel like I worked from my strengths this week, or I was really out of my zone this week. You know, Dr. Sabrina, one of the things that I'm doing in the webinars around powerful virtual leadership that I'm leading right now is talking a lot about what we can learn from the industry that I used to be in, which is massively multiplayer online virtual world games. (laughs) Mouthful, right? MMORPGs or whatever. Um, So, and one of the key things, one of my, I just think she's brilliant. There, a woman named Jane McGonigal did a lot of research into this and it, it crosses over with you, the positive psychology game companies were on to positive psychology long before psychologists were. And, all the stuff that was working in games turns out to be positive psychology. And one of the key factors for games is that you get immediate feedback. If it 
what you just did didn't work, then you die in the game or whatever happens, but it happens like that. <laughs> and so I've always thought that these annual reviews, are you kidding me? That is the most misaligned, stupid way to deal with human beings that you could, unless you did two year reviews, that would be even worse. But to do a weekly one-on-one -on -one for 30 minutes where people feel like they can connect with you and they can get some feedback and some course correction and, and know on a weekly basis how they're doing, that is just vastly, deeply more satisfying to people. And I got to believe that that helps create an environment that's going to attract and retain a players, right? Absolutely. And, and that's what all of this is about, is creating that great place to work, that culture on your team that people want to be a part of and that they're beating down your door saying, hey, do you have an opening? I've, I've been hearing great things about you. I want to come work for you. Yeah. I, I want to circle back, though, to the gamification of work, because I, just like you, I firmly believe that is the answer to creating this great place to work. There's a book that was written in the 80s called The Game of Work by Charles Coonrat. And he asked the question, why is it that the same person who will or who will get up early in the morning on the weekends at 3 a.m. and put on their camouflage to go out in 20 degree weather to go hunt ducks and will do it excitedly, will drag into the office on Monday morning and take <laughs> you know, two hours to warm up and get ready for their day and then barely put in a productive work day. And, and you know, what is going on about that? And what, what Charles Coonrat has come up with is we will pay to play. We will pay to go duck hunting. We will pay to go do, you know, skiing or, or whatever. And we'll tolerate very uncomfortable conditions because it's fun. And, and so how do we take what we know about play in games into the work environment to make people want to produce their best effort and get excited and get engaged. And it, it really comes down to what games have. They have a field of play. There are clear rules. There are clear ways to win and lose or, you know, in a virtual setting to die immediately. If you do the wrong thing, you die. Right. Um, and we don't have that in our workplaces. And, you know, tying back to what I said earlier about communication being the number one thing missing in most businesses, we leaders think we have thoughts and we think we've communicated it clearly to our team because we said it one time six months ago and they should have <laughs> Yeah. No, no, it needs to be said over and over. There needs to be clear rules of play. So we in the how to hire the best and the better business, better life program, we teach our clients to have immutable laws in the business. The things that if you cross that boundary, you die, you are out of there, you're fired. This doesn't, these are how this how we do things here. Yeah. Our core values. And everyone that you hire needs to hold similar core values. That is is the secret ingredient for hiring successfully is to bring people on your team whose core values are closely aligned with the immutable laws of the business. That's fabulous. Everyone will then play in the same way and you will feel good about their choices. But in addition to the immutable laws in the field of play, you also want to have operational out of bounds, the things that are just not okay, that you would have a coaching conversation or a one-to-one -one meeting with someone around, someone around and say, 
we need to course correct this because this is out of bounds behavior, but they're not going to get fired for it. They just know they're going to get corrected and brought back into the field of play. And so with a clear field of play, people know what to do to win. They know the results that are expected of them. They are coached up and trained up from week to week with ongoing feedback, ongoing performance feedback. I am totally with you, John. This annual performance review is the biggest waste of time in our corporate environments. And when I have small business owners come to me and say, can you help me create an annual review template for use with my team? I say, no. <laughs> no. Do that. Yeah. No, that's not going to serve you. Let's look at how you're going to use your one-to-ones more effectively, because that is going to be much more powerful and impactful for you. So, Dr. Sabrina, what's I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here, but what's what's a story of a great leader in your life or a great story that you heard that had a big impact on you or that, you know, somehow guides you, you know, what, what's, what are some, what's a story or two like that, that come to mind when I ask you that? Ziggy. (laughs) (laughs) I know you didn't expect Well done. Well done. Uh, Yeah. You got my attention. Ziggy. Ziggy. My mother years ago gave me a little cartoon cutout of Ziggy saying that people have gone further in their life because someone else believed they could. And that is who I strive to be. I strive to be that person in other people's lives who sees the potential in them, sees what they're capable of. And I want to say gently, lovingly pushes them in that direction. I think it's pretty forceful and I will call it out and say, you're not hitting your potential. You are, you have more in you and you're stopping short and, and let's go further. This is what I know is possible for you. And psychologically, we have to be very careful about that because if we speak to someone's potential and we speak to uh, them and there's so much, if we speak too far out from where they are now, we get that resistance of, no, I can't do that. I can't see that's possible for me. But if we bring it in and we see them just a step or two ahead of where they are now and we speak to that, that will call out their strengths and their motive, that inner motivation, especially if they're an A player, and it will pull them in that direction. I I get so excited and I'm inspired by our entrepreneurs who come to the Breakthroughs on the Bayou retreat because they are taking the four-week vacation pledge. We haven't even gotten into that, but the the four-week vacation is my next book that's coming out. And it is all about creating that space in your life for doing that next thing, that, that thing that is most important to you. So a lot of entrepreneurs can't even imagine taking time off from their business because they don't know what to do with themselves. They have just been grinding it out all this time and they don't know who they are away from the business. So we help them set up vacation tests to start exploring their life away from the business. So, you know, sometimes just taking two days and being unplugged is where it starts and building up to that point of being able to take the four week vacation where the business can run without the business owner, which is all very healthy for the business. And that's all fine and dandy. The real benefit though, is where that business owner gets to know themselves in a new way and who they are and learns how to be present with themselves, which makes them a better leader. And so our entrepreneurs who come through the breakthroughs on the Bayou retreat, and they make the four week vacation pledge, they're writing books, they are developing new businesses, there's new endeavors, they're traveling, they're spending time with family, they're doing things that they have never had space for previously in their lives. And and in terms of tapping the potential 
the impact that one entrepreneur can have in the world is so hard to wrap our minds around. But when when one entrepreneur has a book that's been in them for 10 years that they just have never gotten around to writing, and now all of a sudden they have space in their lives and they can write that book. An example that comes to my mind is Dr. Nancy Trimbley, one of our mutual friends. She's written the book Stealth Health. That happened because she was able to take time off from her business. She took the four-week vacation pledge and wrote Stealth Health. Stealth Health is all about unlocking the power within us to ask the powerful questions, to take responsibility for our own health, and not rely on the medical establishment to over-medicate us. So Dr. Nancy is out there now with this message that's going to change people's lives. Well, and, and you know, it used the. I just want to point something out because I was there and I watched this happen and I saw her her take this on and then make it happen. It 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 you know you said she did it you know and she did, but she made that time. She focused on being able to take that time off and go write that book and have her business still be fine. And so, you know, the, the intentionality behind it all, I think is really inspiring to, to watch her and the other people that I've seen at breakthroughs on the Bayou, take that pledge and then go make it happen. And, you know, the, the, the thing that I think is really uh, something to, to 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 just worth mentioning is, uh, you know, entrepreneurs are people who put their lives on the line mm -hmm. to make the world a better place. Like they start a business, they hire other people. They're 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 putting food on families' tables. They're make doing something in the world that's good, and and I think that to be willing to recognize that that's who you are as an entrepreneur. And then to make the connection that gi actually giving yourself this space is not being lazy. It's not, it's not running away from something. It's not, you know, there's it, it is actually going to help you accomplish your larger objectives even more fully and in a better way. I think that's something worth worth noting, you know. And same thing with with the clients, uh, the, with the folks that I talk to at at corporations. To to give yourself some space there, and to give yourself some grace, and to to make some move, wiggle room, breathing room for yourself in your life and in your day to day routine. You'll benefit from that. Your the people that are following you will benefit from that. They're going to, they're mirroring you, whatever you're doing. So if you're this mad workaholic, who's that makes no time for themselves and can't be present. Well, guess how everybody in your organization is being not just internally, but externally too. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and you know, we are human beings. We are not human doings. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, I remember the first time that actually dawned on me because I grew up saying human being and I never thought what that actually meant till I was probably 40. And then I was like, wait a minute, human being, like how deeply, wildly profound is that? Who even thought of that? Whoever said human being? Yeah. Wow. Yes. 
Yeah. And in terms of tapping the potential of the people around us, when we leaders get our fingers out of everything that we believe makes us worthy in the business and allow other team members to take on those responsibilities, they grow. So on Dr. Nancy's team, she has team members who came in at entry-level positions just a few years ago. They're in leadership roles now. They're running her social media. They're running her marketing. Um, They're doing part of the, the book launch and the book promo. And she's running a successful chiropractic business her team is doing all of that. Yeah, Those are individuals who had that opportunity to step up because she stepped out. And that's what we have to remember is when we hang on to, you know, I'm going to be the one who answers all of my email and I'm going to be the one who pushes out our social media and I'm going to take my laptop on vacation because I just need to push out payroll. No big deal. We are depriving the people on our teams of stepping up and stepping into their leadership. And, and so at Tap the Potential, we are all about teaching our business owners how to lead with love and looking for those opportunities to nurture the people on their teams who are coming up behind them and make them into bigger and better leaders because we are all going to be better for it when we are supporting others in tapping their potential. And that means we have to get out of the way. Yeah. Now we have five minutes or so. I know you've got a hard stop. Um, I, I, one of the things that you said uh, right up front is something that I think, and you know, we're sooner or later, we're going to have, a, we're going to be out of this whole coronavirus thing. But as you and I are talking, we're still pretty much in it and everybody's doing most of their stuff on zoom. And I personally have been noticing just how burned out I get. Like I I've been, I've been the guy on a few days this month, having a hard time dragging myself into work. You know, it's, it's, uh, and, and I think that a lot of it is just the, the lack of human contact and, and, uh, you know, I'm sitting in front of this screen that dogs ignore. Right. And my, my, my ancient brain is going, what are you doing? Like you just, what are you doing? You're just sitting there looking at a thing all day. Like, what are you doing? You know, any, any thoughts about, I mean, and what can we learn out of that that will make a difference for us even, you know, post pandemic? Okay. So I think it just goes right back to, we are not wired to be on screens all the time. That's, it goes against our basic biology and we need that human contact. And that has been very hard for a lot of us, but there are also studies that show that we're using different parts of our brain when we're on a screen in front of a zoom call day in and day out. I also have had a hard time. I have three days a week where I am in back to back zoom call meetings for six hours and I am burnt out. Um, next week, John, I'm taking seven and a half weeks off. Totally unplugged. This is the longest time I've ever been able to be away from my business. Wow. Everything is going to run without me. So my team is really up. They're stretching. Um, I gotta imagine they're kind of looking forward to that, right? Like, it's like, okay, cool. We're going to do it, right? You know? Yes. So I am... Every time I leave for four weeks or six weeks, and this time seven and a half weeks, the team that I leave is not the team that I have when I come back. 
They are bigger, better, stronger. And because our business is constantly growing and evolving, just because I took a four week vacation at Christmas doesn't mean that what is happening now is the same thing that was going on in, in Tap the Potential in December. So it's critical that I get out and go again so that my team can grow and stretch in that next way that they need to do it. I just need it for my mental health because I'm working on the four week vacation book. I'm stepping back from the day to day in the business so I can do a deep dive into the four week vacation book. And I, I also am going to learn guitar. Right uh, on. Uh, yeah. Listen, I, I'll give you a couple lessons if you want to call oh, me. Good, good. Your first song, it's super easy. Yeah, I used to play as a kid. I have a oh, guitar, okay, but it's out of tune, and I'm going to get a new guitar and I'm going to learn. And it's going to be something that I want in my life as a way to relax, in addition to the, my other ways that I have to relax. That's and fabulous. I want the focus space in my life so that I can do that. So that when I come back in August, I am fully present with my team fresh with new ideas that I believe this is how I serve our clients best at tap the potential is when I step away and can clear my head and look for new ways to help them be more effective business owners and have better lives. Because at the end of the day, that's what everything that we do at tap the potential is about helping these business owners have a better business and a better life. So Dr. Sabrina, when you get that guitar, I highly recommend you get one of those, like a snark or something, guitar tuner. It, it okay. will make it so much easier. And then when you're ready, call me and I will teach you the Rolling Stones satisfaction. And, and if you book 30 minutes with me to do that, you'll be playing it by the end. Okay. Oh, I can't wait. All right. I will be calling you for that lesson, John. Right on. <laughs> so is there is there anything else that you'd just like to say? I yeah, I want to throw out that I also have a podcast, the Profit by Design podcast. John has been on as a guest, and we talk about how to to, to intentionally design sustainably profitable businesses that allow you to live the lifestyle you desire. So you can find our podcast on all platforms, Profit by Design, or you can go to the website, ProfitByDesignPodcast.com. Fabulous. Yeah. And that's, I, I highly recommend that. Thank you. I highly recommend that. So, well, have a great seven week vacation. Sounds like it won't be completely a vacation. You'll be, you'll be writing a book too, but you're going to be playing the guitar and having fun. And uh, so enjoy that. And I really appreciate you taking the time to join us. And thanks for sharing everything that you shared with us. And uh, I will, you know, I, I think we probably have more to talk about. So I think you'll have to come back sooner or later, huh? I would love to be a guest again. This has been a fun experience, John. Thank you. You're super welcome. Thank you. And everyone who's listening, thank you for joining us. Uh, I, I appreciate you listening. I hope that this makes a difference for you. And I do believe that leadership is a function of communication and great leadership is a function of great communication. And I think that uh, being good to yourself and giving yourself the space, like Dr. Sabrina said, to be present, to really listen, uh, to actually have conversations with people. Um, boy, that'll go a long way. So uh, until next time, thanks for joining the Speak Like a Leader podcast and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining the Speak Like a Leader podcast. Go be awesome. Awesome.